0: so this is recording right now we're gonna check the level on it why don't you just say something? say something hello 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 yeah but talk to me like you normally would from this yeah distance. so
1: blee, blah, blee, blah, blee, blah, blee, blah. perfect so james is an aspen yeah and you know a credit to him for you finding his key thank I you i think i think a lot of great things in life have happened when people have been careless enough to not do their due diligence before they leave to allow things to happen. And I think I'm one of those people that... I think good things will happen. If James had been really like conscious about every single step, with a burglar potential being breaking, thinking about all this, this wouldn't have happened. I think of
0: James as the kind of guy that doesn't lock his doors at all, actually. Really? Yeah. Which...
1: That's me, but I didn't know James was like that. He, I think he's—I feel like he's more trustworthy than that. I'm not sure I want a financial yeah. advisor that doesn't tr- lock his door.
0: I kind of do because it seems like that it's so realistic. He's a really realistic guy. And numbers. It's, numbers it's real, it's, if, the, if, if someone wants to break into my house, a locked door is not going to do anything.
1: Well, see, I, I like that's always the premise I've always had. And
0: I'm sure that's kind of I, I, it would be interesting to ask him, but that would be my opinion. Now, his wife on the other hand, I would—I would assume Ashton like my wife is someone that needs doors locked 24-7, See, I, which is why the key in the garage door seems really careless. Well, I would think that
1: pre-marriage you would be maybe someone, but I would think that might change post. But it'd be interesting right. to take a, a, you know, just a... Yeah, like a, I lock doors now. Exactly. Yeah, that's you know, I think I think you've become a better human post-marriage. Um, and, did. you know, I would be interested to know for James if that's true or not, you know. I wonder what percentage of guys become better humans post-marriage. Versus the worst person. Yeah. Um, That's a good question. So let's chat about a few things. Yeah. Um, Hit me. What what are we talking about? So Bitcoin reached its all-time high about an hour ago. Where are your thoughts still on? I mean, you you were someone that probably at one point in your life owned more crypto. Had you held what you held in 2011, let's say? Yeah. 12 12 you yeah. you'd be i mean probably mid level hundreds of millions no double digit millions probably okay so like 50 to, 50 to yeah. 80 million. yeah 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 probably and in and just for context for all of our fans out there um john is is you know vehemently kind of doubled down on the fact that it's 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 um, fake. It's it's a Ponzi uh-huh. scheme, which which I actually am starting to potentially believe. But yeah. do I think there's a, a get rich quick scheme in it? Yes, yes, Absolutely. I agree with that. Yeah. And so that's yeah. a tough thing for someone like yourself who, <laughs> right? You know, like yeah, you know, right. We can we can we can bash it all at once. That the blockchain doesn't do any. It's not innovative. It's not new. Right. It, it there's exists. people walking away with double digit millions. Obviously, yeah. That that literally started yeah. two years ago.
0: So what are your thoughts? Yeah, it hurts. You know. Um you know there's a there's a laptop somewhere out there that's got you know that we I I had set up mining servers on right in 2012 you know I, we had a lot of litecoin you know i remember bitcoin being the value being 0.00, 00 something right or whatever yeah um so you know there's is there a uh, get rich scheme in it yeah definitely I'm not a guy that plays short-term games, though, and quick money-making games. I don't care. It's not a big deal. I think you'll be a better... Because people have lost a lot of money in it as well. Sure. Right? So.
1: Yeah. You know, it's hard. You know, I think it doesn't need to be that binary where you're either in or out. You can still not believe in it and still invest in it. You know, I think it's yeah. a ceiling and floor game. That's always what it's been to me. agree, be. yeah. It's like... I agree with that. You know, can you... Th- what's worth losing for it to the potential to be worth, like, a couple hundred thousand dollars is kind of my whole thing. Yeah, you know. that's but, fair. To, to give some people at, at home, um, across the country, listening globally, actually, at this <laughs> point. Um, my brother, uh, kind of a newer update. We are sitting around the round table in Santa Barbara with my dad and brother. This is about a year ago now, or <laughs> about nine months ago. And um, this was back when Ethereum was around 300 bucks. And my brother uh, bought about 10, 10 to 12 uh, Ethereum. Actually, no, it was more than that. I do know. He had bought... Basically, I don't remember the amount he had bought, but it was it was to the point where it's now worth about $180,000. And he had bought it for about $4,000. Uh-huh. It appreciated to six grand, seven grand of my dad. And I were kind of on both sides of it. And I said, look, there's... You know, not to diminish the amount that a, you know, 30 or 40% return on thousands of dollars is. But at the end of the day, look, it's 2021 inflation, blah, blah, blah. I think, you know, it's not worth making two grand on. And
0: you, my you, dad, you pushed him to not sell. Yes. And your dad was saying, you got to be crazy. He said, look,
1: you got to, you got to you 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 be crazy. You know, get out, get out. He kept saying, get out, get out, you know? Yeah, 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 And those, you know, I think those will be words that live in infamy. I mean, again, in you know the whole boomer kind of ideology about you can't go broke, taking a profit. I think is something that will be challenged. I think it's been cha- being challenged from a business standpoint in terms of how companies raise money, lose a bunch of money, and then sell.
0: Yeah. Well, and you know. To be fair, and yeah. and it is interesting because you did just go to Vegas for the first time yeah. properly yeah. last weekend, yeah. so I think there's something to talk about there, but. They, the, if you think about it with Bitcoins, especially in any any of the cryptos, and this is potentially like world rocking Mm -hmm. for people that think that it's something, but it's, don't realize it's nothing. Right. Is that the value Mm -hmm. in, let's say Bitcoin being worth, you know, 51K or whatever it is right now. What is it?
1: Uh, almost, it's like 65K. Wow. That is high. I think it's actually north of that now. It might be like closing on 70.
0: So like right now I would be telling people to get out. Right. 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 I could be rocks. So it could go to 150. Right. right. So we could get similar situation. However, I think, you know, we can get to the theory of when to get out. Right. Right. And when this will be funny out.
1: to hear it when we, you know, in 10 years, this will be a funny conversation having. Right. Be exactly. It will. Yes, it will. But
0: <laughs> the at, in 2021, the only value that Bitcoin has, unlike other companies and stocks yes. that have like, that create value and sell sure. things, is the value that. People subscribe to it by demand and supply, right? right? Purchasing and transacting. It's purely speculative. And, and when I say purchasing and transacting, I mean like just buying and selling Bitcoin, not buying things with Bitcoin. Right. Because no one's really actually doing that. No. And, you know, which has kind of been the, the whole purpose close. of it. But, but it you, will never happen. But here's,
1: right? the, here's, here's the dichotomy down which I really want to get get the heart of this issue. And this is what it's always going to come back to. The utility. Yeah. And the speculative. Yeah. The speculative purchase of it, okay? Yeah, yeah. So, from a utility standpoint, we know that it is vastly overvalued. Yes. But from a speculative standpoint, maybe in, in my binary thinking, yeah. it will, like, again, I always play with binary thinking when I come to the crypto space, which is, will will one Bitcoin ever be worth $100,000? I think it definitively, yes. It, at one point in its history, it will be worth $100,000. I don't and know. We're, we're not that far
0: from that happening. Well, not. The, the, I think the main reason that the price of Bitcoin's gone up is because we're printing money. The only reason Bitcoin's value exists is because people are purchasing it, which on the flip side of that, right? So let me just make this point. The only people that have made money from crypto have made it by taking it from other people that lost money on crypto because there's no value creation in the actual asset, right? It's not a company that's like making products and selling products. The only reason there's 50K, your Bitcoin is now worth 20K or 50K or 70K when you bought it for two thousand, is because other people put money into purchasing it, and then you sold it and made well, their money.
1: You know, all these conversations are. always going to go back to. So really, the, no the one's utility. making
0: money on Bitcoin, actually. The, 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 I'm realizing it's, it's always going to go back to people the, are the, losing
1: the, the utility challenge and, and in the space. And again, what I would caution, Jana, is is the binary thinking of will it go to 100k or what's a better chance of it going to 100k or zero. Me personally, I think right now it's for sure better case of going to 100k. At the same time, I'm a purely speculative investor. I want things that I can tell my grandkids about. So Bitcoin doesn't. Send change, I agree. Bitcoin does nothing for me. The altcoins do everything for me because those are ones like Shiba Inu. There's a TikTok about it, but it basically goes through. No, I think I sent it to you. Shiba, yeah, it's a it's a sister or brother of the the Dogecoin. But Shiba, if you bought two thousand dollars of Shiba Inu or whatever it's called back about six months or seven months ago, it was, it was $2,000. The next month, it was worth $1. The next okay. month after that, it was worth $13,000. The month after, $78,000. The month after that, really? $500,000. The month after that, $16 million, And then it went up to $78 million of $2,000 of a purchase. Which doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know how you could appreciate. I don't that think much. you
0: could have been. Were it was anyone even like liquidating it? I'm not sure you could, but that's yeah, there's what the, like there's no way there. There's enough liquid power. Like there's not seventy eight million dollars of but, but floating I think, around of people think, that want to purchase think, it from me. I think right? Bitcoin.
1: You could have done the same thing at one point. Two thousand dollars of Bitcoin would have been worth seventy eight million pretty quickly. At a, not that rapid of a pace, but over oh.
0: time. Yeah, but the thing with that is that there's actual liquidation demand. Right, because either people have to liquidate your coin, which is democratized liquidation, right, where you sell your Bitcoin, other people purchase it, or you have like a Coinbase platform where they have like a, I'm not actually sure if Coinbase has a liquidation partner or not, but there are platforms that have liquidation partners where it's like they have like the ability to give you your cash now and then they work on kind of selling that coin on the back end.
1: Um, let's switch gears a little bit to um my obsession with the phrase, thank you. It's something yeah. that I want to really like home. I really like that. Um, so kind of the premise that I was thinking for, obviously, crypto kind of dominated it so far. But my whole premise was uh, along this line. I've become obsessed with the phrase, thank you, and how it has defunded. Let me say that again. It has defunded <laughs> the passive-aggressive nature of people in my life. And I think that's a really important thing to hammer home because I think we all deal with passive aggressive people. Obviously, I'm from the Bay Area. That's the the, the homeland and the kingdom of passive aggressive, intellectual, smug behavior. L.A., New York. I mean, New York is is on the opposite side, which is confrontational, It's in your face. You're going to know how people feel. Mm-hmm. You grew up in the right. Bay Area. You know, you roll a stop sign. You're going to get a a next door uh, like screenshot of you running it, and then a long post. It doesn't ever act you in it, but just talks about you know it's it's some uh, Stanford PhD in neuroscience talking about yeah. the nature of wearing nervous... a mask but no helmet riding a yeah. bicycle yeah it, it, and so you know I think <laughs> what I've found as I've aged is people projecting their insecurities and what that manifests mm. a lot of time is a lot of passive aggressive people just projecting or saying backhanded compliments the way that I've been able to nuke backhanded compliments is by purely saying thank you to the person now let me explain that When I say thank you to something I I objectively know is supposed to be a dig at me, Uh I leave the other person with a really tough decision to make. Yeah. Which is, (laughs) do I allow this person to think that I just gave them a compliment? Or do I acknowledge the fact that I didn't mean that as a compliment? Which is going
0: aggressive, aggressive, or rolling over. Yeah.
1: And so so from a game theory perspective, (laughs) what I've done is I have put them... In a really tough bind, and I absolutely love doing that. And I've actually yes. done a multiple thank you thing where it's become this game of they throw out the first pitch, I say thank you back. They throw something else, I go thank you again. Uh-huh. And it just it escalates to it where I'm totally fine at being confrontational. That's where I, I, I live and breed.
0: Yeah. Breathe, but it, not breathe. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about or maybe I mean maybe yeah. both. Well,
1: as, I, yeah. as that was coming out, I I liked more breathe. of the long term. Yeah, live and breathe. Yeah, yeah. I populate in that in that realm. Um, <laughs> so I think for everyone listening, and again now that we have kind of an audience that's not only domestic but as is, is kind of on a global level. Right. And I, culturally, I don't know how that shifts. I mean, maybe we could talk a little about that
0: geographically
1: in the U.S. Where this plays best, and maybe where that's the, a you know, really inter- good question. internationally.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I actually, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm educated enough to make a comment on, on how other cultures might, how how successful that might be. Another, I, I definitely I think California this, works I, well.
1: I think California works well. I think the Northwest it'll work well. Now, I actually think in Southern hospita- hospitality, I think it will work really well. I think there's a lot of play nice. You know. Well, s-
0: gosh, yeah, it's good. That's good. Go they, they, but people are. It, it, Things are. I feel like that's already happening. But, sure. But the thank you, yeah, the, like the inflection on thank you is different, right? Like if I said nice parking job, someone that kind of like parked awkward, I'd be like, exactly. oh, thank you so much, lady, or something exactly. like that. And then, and then it's like, wait, you know, maybe they don't even know, right? Because they're living in such that like let's not rock the boat ever mentality, twenty four seven, that like the concept of the boat even being rocked maybe is.
1: I found myself in a of lot range. of times um, in the retail space right now with people suggesting for me to 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 mask up, you know, in certain cases or just in that whole space. My initial response now to anyone that is imposing feel I feel like a little bit is imposing their will on me or trying to make make me fall in line, saying thank you immediately back and then not doing what they said. I think has been an interesting nullification as well. Yeah. So hey. You know, mask, mask time, thank you. And again, it's just such a fascinating thing because it it automatically, it's the kindest thing you can, you know, you're encouraged growing up to say, please and thank you. And when you flip it on its head and make it kind of a, a combative, like I'm using it as a combative way of saying something. I think that's yeah. that's a really interesting thing. I think it's tough for people to process in real time.
0: It is, probably, yeah. People aren't used to it. Do
1: we want to revisit Vegas? I know that
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, the I mean the, the real interesting thing there was, you know, when's the right time to get out? Right? And that's kind of where it comes back like to the original conversation about you and your brother. It's like, you know, if you can make more than twenty percent on an investment in one year, like maybe you should sell it. You know, mm-hmm. like how many investments go to 2,000%. Well, where does,
1: right? where does, where does, not a lot.
0: you know, where does
1: optimism, greed, wisdom? Yeah. What would Solomon do in a <laughs> case like that? Well, I think it just depends on what the game is that you're playing. Well, don't you got to gotta know, know what your plan you to, is. Don't you have to be honest with yourself and understand what your goal is? That's my point. You have to, you have to, because for some, it's log- be, so it, it's logical. How do you logic. want to live and die? You live by the sword, die by the sword. So for
0: you, you're going, I'm playing in crypto and I'm playing in crypto because I want to get a 10,000% return on crypto. I either want to have
1: the story that I lost, I lost it in crypto or that I got a a 10,000 X return.
0: Right. You don't want to make 20% in crypto. No. No. That wouldn't be fun for anyone. Do that in the stock market. Yeah. That's, and that's, I think where your dad's coming from is he's looking at it, you know, with a, a full investment portfolio at this point in his life. And he's thinking, well, if you can make 20% in two months off something, you got to sell. So he's saying, get out. right? Because yeah. it's going to have, it's obviously volatile. Right. And but my qu- your question, point makes a lot of sense. My question is, is are
1: those, you know, look, the boomers have 5, 10, 15, 20 years of, that, you know, that 20 years would be a huge stretch of, of professional business, you know, time left.
0: Hmm.
1: and I'm it's curious generous. to know the names of the, you know, how the game, I mean, in some cases, Very generous. in I, some cases, no time left. Yeah. yeah. Gen X is
0: really, I think, what you're talking so, about.
1: So my question yeah. is, 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 you know, what kind of, you know, how long of a game are you looking to play? What are the rules of the game? Because the rules of the game are always shifting. Again, mm. tech has, tech has done a lot in that case where profitability was has never really, hasn't been the goal in a long time. I think we talked about this a few weeks ago and you brought up a really good point, which is, It's really about providing value and Mm. creating market share more so than it is profitability maybe in the first, what, five to 10 years of a business at least, if not longer.
0: Well, that's been my thing for a long time now. I actually think like the whole, I think it's Milton Friedman maybe that did it, but someone at some point said, you know, the main purpose of business is to maximize profits for its shareholders basically. Mm -hmm. And that's not true. Yeah. That's just a very stupid person saying something about something they don't know much about. If anyone that's run business, it's not about making profits, it's about creating value. Profit's just a symptom. But has, right. has
1: has the internet... Definitely. Has the internet made that statement true for you, personally? Before the internet, there was not as many... I mean, how many opportunities to generate revenue have been... Before the internet, identified? it wasn't
0: It was less obvious, I think, um, what companies... It, that was less obvious, right? How many companies were there that were huge? considered huge that had very little profit. Certainly a lot less than there are now, right? Amazon's a perfect example, right? Everyone, like you know, 10, 15 years ago people were like, oh don't worry about Amazon, right? Because you know, they're you know, they're not profitable. Sure. Right? They're just a book company. And now Amazon's but people run get in
1: so much trouble with the TAM. You know, thing. Hey, yeah, if I capture 1% right. of a $10 billion industry, I'm a $100 million company. Yeah. I've heard that so many times. And again, in theory, it yeah. makes sense. Oh, if I can provide value to 1%. Money yeah. yeah. If I can provide value to 1%, then I do it. Instead of feeling at both sides, which is, is there an exchange here where I can generate enough revenue to where there is enough pie of the split to where a bigger company would want to buy this at some point? Is there an exit strategy that actually exists within the value mm-hmm. transaction? Right. And can I compete in that space? I want to right. switch gears a little bit yeah. to um, the Drywurst that I dropped off. Yes. Obviously this podcast is called The Tong Chronicles. Guys, right. Just so everyone, I know all the comments are coming in saying, oh, why is it called The Biltong Chronicles, you dropped off Drywurst to them. <laughs> John, if you could just explain again to the people at home the difference between Tong and Drywurst. Yeah. And also and give yeah, a little shout do. out to um, the shop that I retrieve it from. Yeah. And, and, you know, they've, yeah. been, they've been really good to us. I'd
0: be happy to give a shout out to, to, to them. I, I just, you know, just want, before I do that, you to at least consent to the fact that, you know, that opens up the possibility of people, you know, stalking you, waiting there for you, figuring out your identity, which I know you,
1: I like, I do like to keep a low profile. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, that's kind of why I've, I've, um, you know, with Instagram and all that kind of stuff, I always post it a little bit later. I go by a spot I do not post it until later. That's been an issue. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to... I mean, shoot. I think it's okay to explain, you know, I, I do... We, I mean, at this
0: point, people are going to figure it out anyways because there's not a lot of places... They're going to the look at the area it up. that sell that stuff. Right. Right. So... It's in Beverly Hills. European um, Deluxe Sausage Kitchen. Yep. One of the finest establishments in Los Angeles, for sure. And,
1: and again the choice between Drywurst and Biltong and you know
0: yeah Biltong is you know a basically in short Biltong's a better version of beef jerky for the American audience um, it is instead of cured with salt it's cured with basically vinegar and a bunch of delicious spices it can even be a little red in the middle mm. which is just unbelievable it's cut against the grain mm. which makes us feel just dumb like why why are we why are we why is our beef jerky with the grain? Why is biting a piece of beef jerky so difficult? It's nonsense. Anyways, Biltong's starting to pick up some steam. South African meat cuisine. Um, meat snack that you know the Dutch wore on their hips as they conquered the English, or however it went. I don't really know, honestly, but I know they used to wear it on their hip and go to war. And then dry works, which is basically a, you know, Slim Jim is to cheeseburgers. Let's do a cheeseburger metaphor. That's good. Sure. You know, a Slim Jim would be like, you know, a Burger King burger that was left outside on the ground for three days. And dry works would be a piping hot in and out burger, mm. which is the best burger chain in the world. if you don't think that, then you need some you need to do some soul searching sure uh, for the East Coast person, I guess shake shack I think would be a fair comparison.
1: The last thing before we wrap up here, um, you know we're huge fans, mm-hmm. and we're lucky to have them. Um, as a sponsor, um, on our, our podcast, we've obviously been big fans of El Pollo Loco. Oh, and huge, you know, like yeah. When it really comes down to it, their value. You know, we talk about value add. We talk about your bang for your buck. We talk about price performers, and I think El yeah. Burger has always, you know, been at the top of our list. I think El Pollo Loco is climbing those ranks. Obviously, they hook mm-hmm. us up. Um, we're very appreciative to. Uh, underrated uh, you know yeah. the people at, at El Pueblo Loco but I t- if you're trying to get a fresh bowl with chicken um, throw a little uh, guacamole I, I think they do qual- uh, cauliflower rice now as well obviously brown or white rice um, some salsa fresca mm. some romaine lettuce some cheese and just really the entire experience going to El Pollo Loco I think is really important so please um, check out your local establishment Yeah. tell them uh, use code uh, Richie John to get 20% off on your next bull uh, this is this will expire in two weeks but again thanks so much for, um, for how they've hooked us up we're really excited about that potential um, that we have good partnership. We, we, we've talked about franchising um, here in Encinitas um, we are given away too much personal info yeah. yeah but you know I think the people at home know kind of more or less where we're at um, <laughs> right
0: good point yeah
1: so, guys, um, again, uh, I, I would ask that just kind of for my privacy that there's no, like, there has been some issues in the past with uh, the Sausage Kitchen, like people posting up outside. Obviously, they have glass doors you can see into. I think it'd be, be res- you know, responsible, respectful just to, to maybe not, not post out there. I'm happy to sign things or do a quick TikTok or whatever with people. We've got 20
0: people. seconds left. Let me give a shout yeah. out to our other sponsor, okay. Root Financial Partners. Yeah. Yeah. Um what do you want to say about real Financial Partners?
1: Uh, America was built on the on the backs of, of men like James Canole we're thankful from the James Canole family for this. So thank you, Ruth Thanks. Financial. <laughs> Love it.